0: Good morning, castaways, and welcome to Twists and Torches. My name is Cameron, and I'm going to be your host. So today is the first full episode of Twists and Torches. I'm very excited because after nearly a year and a half of no Survivor, we're finally getting Survivor 41 is what they're calling it. It's a, it's a rebrand. You know, we've heard a lot in the marketing about a, a monster uh, Jeff keeps alluding to, uh, so we'll we'll see what that's about. But regardless, Survivor is back since that Zoom finale. We've been craving it, and we've been missing it, and here it is. It's time. So today, I'm going to do a cast assessment slash first impressions. So this is no video interviews um, have been put out yet. This is just the bios that have been released um, to the press. Um, so I'm going to be taking a look at these, and as I go through, I'll be, you know, hoping, making some commentary, making some predictions, and uh, let's have some fun. All right, so I'm going to go alphabetically here. The first contestant, his name is Brad Reese. It actually says he's the first contestant from Wyoming, so that's very interesting. Um, interesting piece of trivia for you. He is 50 from Wyoming. He is a rancher, by trade. Uh, He says his hobbies are hunting, fishing, and helping others pursue their passion and achieve their dreams. Now, to me, that's kind of a cop-out answer, but okay, sure. Sure, Brad will be great. You know, there's a couple, three words to describe the spontaneous, practical, and patient. That's interesting. Uh, His pet peeve is a lack of initiative. Mm. You might have some uh, some issues with some of the younger players. Maybe... uh, you know, not, uh, not contributing as much around camp. I see that's possible for him. Let's see. Uh, he's a family. Uh, he's got a wife of 21 years and four kids. Okay, Brad, way to go. Uh, let's see. It says he's a private pilot. He enjoys flying. Uh, he's nearly died from a rattlesnake bite and he was blown up by a propane tank. And then he follows that up with, I'd like to live on the edge. No, no kidding, Brad. All right. Um, he said his, his dad is his hero. Uh, here's, a, here's a good question. I, I like this one. Which past survivor will you play the game most like? He says, Boston Rob. Shout out to Boston Rob, my uh, fellow hawk from high school. Um, he says that they don't have the same personality, but he likes his thoughtful and strategic play. Okay. All right. He's aiming high, this guy. I like it. Let's see, he says he's hardworking, he's got common sense, but he says he can build multi-dimensional alliances and win trust using his social skills. Okay. All right, so first impressions of Brad, it seems like, uh, you know, based on his picture, he seems like he might be a pretty laid back dude. He's wearing like board shorts and no shoes. um, Interesting occupation, interesting location, interesting answers. Um, so far, I'm liking Brad. I think that he has a lot of potential as a character. Um, in terms of his possibility of winning. Uh, it's hard to tell. He didn't really give a whole lot, you know game wise. He's claiming he has great social skills. I, I guess we'll see um, how that comes up. I mean as a rancher, I can see um, you know that the you know there's probably a lot of alone time. Mostly with animals, not so much with people. So I guess I guess we'll see what uh, what Brad can come up with. But but I'm excited. All right. So predictions for Brad. I see Brad being a early swap victim. Uh, maybe there's some kind of twist, and he ends up on the wrong side of the numbers. So my prediction for Brad is voted out fourth or fifth pre-jury. I'm gonna lock that in. That's that's my prediction for Brad. All right let's move on next we've got Danny okay Danny is an ex-NFL player okay got it yeah he looks uh looks like he's in shape looks like he could definitely be perceived as a challenge threat especially if anyone recognizes him um I'm a football fan I don't necessarily recognize him so I don't know how many people out there will unless they're a fan of his particular teams um but interesting um yeah he's so he's 33 he is a retired NFL football player, um, and I guess he says he's been obsessed with the show after leaving football. So that's good. Sounds like he's a fan, possibly an applicant. Even though you know, ex-football player, you'd think maybe recruit, but it's entirely possible he was an applicant here. Um, so that should be interesting. He says he wants to reach the end game and end zone. That's cute. I, they definitely added that with one plan in mind to change what it means to be a threat in this game. Ooh, okay. So maybe he's um, maybe he's gonna kind of apply a different kind of strategy. Maybe he's not gonna be the big challenge beast that he maybe appears on the surface and maybe he'll be uh, more of a social threat, I guess we'll see. All right, so he is from uh, Houston, Texas and his current residence is also in Texas in Frisco. His occupation is an ex NFL player, so not doing uh, anything right now or maybe they just didn't put it in his bio. Uh, he says his hobbies are competing, traveling and cooking, competing. That's a, that's a good hobby, nice. <laughs> I've never heard of that one as a, as a hobby, but okay. Three words to describe you. Oh, competitive. No surprises there. Uh, charismatic and optimistic. Okay. got it. All right. Pet peeve. He says, uh, his pet peeve is lying, not being on time and lack of accountability. Okay. Interesting. Lack of awareness and consideration for people's time and space or having to repeat myself after three times. Okay. He's another one I could see that maybe someone rubs in the wrong way at camp and, uh, and he has some difficulty or maybe he ends up working with someone uh, a little bit older or not so much. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Tarzan and, uh, <laughs> I'm thinking of the, the Tarzan Colton situation from one world, uh, where he just gets so exasperated with him. Uh, I can see that happening. Maybe he, uh, has some run at camp and that causes some friction. Um, What is the accomplishment you are most proud of? Let's see. Competing my graduate degree program. It was my goal to earn. Okay. So he has an MBA. Interesting. Okay. Um, oh, it changed. Okay. Maybe and it changed due to the money he was making and the workload. Okay. Oh, he did. Okay. So he, he ended up going back and get his MBA after football. Okay. Good for him. Um, what is something we would never know from looking at you? Let's see. Um, yeah, nothing surprising there. He, thrives in competitive situations. Okay. That sounds right up his alley there. He references Adam Sandler's the water boy. So that's, uh, that's, that's good. That's interesting. I like Danny. Danny seems, uh, seems like an interesting guy. Who's your hero. Okay. So his mom is his hero. Okay. Um, nothing like a big, strong buff dude and his mom is his hero. I bet she comes out for his family visit too. Those are always, those are always funny. Okay. Which passerby will you play the game? Most like Ben Boom drebergen Never heard that one, uh, that nickname for him, but okay. Uh, one big move king. Got it. Uh, And he says, I would be seen as a strong physical player. So I would eventually become a big target. And he was able to outwork everyone to, okay, interesting. Um, So definitely, he definitely sounds like a recent fan. (laughs) Um, If he's, you know, seen Ben. So that's, that's good. Um, You know, that's a good comparison. Someone who could be seen as a big challenger. And Ben certainly, you know, was, Uh, he, you know, was perceived as that. And uh, yeah, I can see Danny, especially if he makes the merge. Uh, people are going to kind of be looking at him like, listen, like this guy's an athlete. This guy could win multiple challenges. You know, if he has a knack for balance and even puzzles, um, that could definitely show up as well. So yeah, he just, from the outset, just reading this, I would be scared this dude's going to make a run. So let's see, why do you believe that you can win survivor? Uh, he believes that he can see to whatever he puts his mind to, uh, he hasn't failed yet and he doesn't plan on starting now. Okay. Very optimistic, Danny. So. I can see, I mean, the, the easy comparison, right, is Alan Ball, um, who I believe is the most recent football player to grace the survivor screen. And Alan, um, I mean, we just based on this personality, it does seem like he is very competitive and he might, he does have that potential that he could, you know, butt heads with some people uh, depending on on how that goes. So I'm going to say that Danny might be an early target, I think similar to Alan, I mean, if he can align himself with the right people, but again, in Modern Survivor, with the number of swaps that you have, really like you can align yourself with people, but it's more about the social bond. Because if you, uh, you kind of just have to get lucky with the first couple votes, especially if they swap multiple times. I mean, this is 18 with three tribes, so I'm anticipating just based on history that there's going to be two swaps at least. Um, They could do something crazy and do three, I suppose. I mean, I know it's a shorter season, but I mean, you might only be on the beach for for three to six days with some of these people. So really you have to make that tight social bond. And if an alliance comes up because there's a boat, great. But really you need to position yourself for that early merge if you're going to make a deep run. And I can see Danny getting bounced around a bit. And if he moves tribes one or two times and he could just end up being the target if that tribe loses the challenge. Um, he's, He's very threatening. Someone who maybe wasn't that connected with him, who wasn't on a tribe with him previously could say, hey, I got these two people on this tribe of five. Let's make it three. Let's get rid of this guy. So I think that he is also a pre merge boot. So that's my prediction. I'm locking it in. All right, next we have uh, David Voce. Uh, so I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's like voice without the I. Um, so it looks like, okay, so he is a neurosurgeon. Interesting. He's 35. So probably hasn't been a neurosurgeon very long because there's a lot of school. Um, So he says he prides himself on his bluntness with a tongue as sharp as his scalpel. Okay, Um, then that's in his bio. That's not, okay, interesting. Uh, He's a well-studied latecomer to the game. So his greatest asset is his ability to divorce emotions from logic, which comes from the pressure cooker of his work. Well, I can see that being a, a neurosurgeon, you know, removing the human element of certain things. And if he can do that in the game, that's what he thinks is a strength. Um, we'll see. Um, so far, just from that first blurb, I'm a little bit concerned about uh, about David here. It uh, gives kind of a Spencer Bloodsoe vibe, the Spencer Bloodsoe being 26. So maybe David has a way of like kind of camouflaging that, even though he's, you know, running the Sims and the numbers in his, in his mind. Uh, maybe he can still treat people like people, um, kind of like um, Spencer 2.0, so uh, we'll see what happens, but let, let's go through the rest of it. Uh, he's currently lives in Chicago, but he's from California originally. His hobbies: traveling, snowboarding, okay, and eating. There's another uh, non-hobby we got here. We got a, a little bit of a trend here. All right. Um, so three words to describe him: determined, passionate, and stubborn. Again, that kind of still goes along his his motif here. So it's a little a little concerning for me, um, just as an outside observer. Um, seems like David might have a little bit of difficulty, um, unless he can kind of hide these things. Like if he's going, you know, around saying, oh, I'm very blunt and talking like he is, um, it might rub people the wrong way for sure. Uh, my pet peeves revolve around other people's incompetence, laziness, and lack of self-awareness. All right. Yeah. Definitely getting some. You know some of that kind of standoffish vibe from David, just from these blurbs. Um, he works an insane number of hours in a week and he can't tolerate pure ineptness. Interesting choice of words there, David. Okay. All right. So what is the accomplishment he's most proud of? Uh, he's very proud of becoming a neurosurgeon. Um, okay. So he focuses on treating the brain cancer that claimed his father's life. Okay. That's a Connection there. Um, so no one in his family is in healthcare, and no one in his family has ever left his apparently his hometown. So this is very much a, he left to become a neurosurgeon, he left his hometown. So he's kind of breaking off from the family norm, which is interesting. Seems like um he's definitely a real go-getter. Okay. Um he does say that he has a competent exterior, but he definitely has a lot of emotional baggage. Um, so he has to, I guess, cope with um the trouble of, of his job, which obviously involves uh, quite a bit of, of loss and and tragedy in it. He says his mom is his hero. Again, the trend of uh <laughs> dudes, you know, and their mom is their hero. She might come up with the loved ones isn't if he makes it. Uh but so far, I'm gonna be honest, not looking too good for David Sneak preview of the uh, of the the old uh, prediction there. Okay. Um, but he definitely um says that you know she raised him and his sister after his father passed and sacrificed so much okay that's great i mean it's just you know it's it's i I think it's a good trend as much as you know we poke fun of it i think you know young men having a lot of reverence for their their mothers and you know being vocal about it on tv uh it's a i I think that's a good thing especially you know a mother who clearly has done a lot for him and you know he's doing well for himself he's a neurosurgeon so okay which past survival you play the game most like russell Hans? i just i'm I didn't even read the sentence. I just saw Russell Hanson. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Um, so he definitely is a fan, or at least a, a casual fan, because Russell, you know, now has played over 10 years ago. It's been a long time. So he's not exactly in the survivor wheelhouse right now. Um, okay. He does mention Todd Herzog as well, that had a brilliant social game, um, and that he did in Final Tribal what Russell couldn't. Okay. Interesting. Um, he says he knows how to pander to people and make them feel valuable, even if I don't believe it. OK, so this is what I meant by he can, if he can hide how he actually feels about people. I mean, it's tough on the island um, just because of the nature of, you know, you're out there, and you're tired and you, um, you know, eventually your true colors are always going to show through. I mean, think of, uh, I don't know, Abby Maria, right? I mean, she, especially Cambodia, right? She came out, she was like, I'm going to be so much nicer. And then, you know, didn't take long for the things to come out. So it's possible that David can do this, especially with a high stress job. Maybe he is built for survivor, Um, but we'll see. Um, He's comparing himself to Russell, Hans, Todd, uh, he, Brings up Natalie Anderson, Kelly Wentworth, Surrey Field. Wow. Okay, he seems like he's a pretty deep fan. He mentioned five different names, and although they are some of the more famous players, um, it definitely seems like um, you know he could he could make a deep run here just with his knowledge. Um, he says Surrey's a master of the game, so he wants to kind of combine a lot of these um, these skill sets. Which, if he can pull off, I mean, he'd be a pretty quintessential survivor player for sure. Interesting. Okay, this th- see, I'm turning, I'm, I'm turning around a little bit on David. I feel like maybe he's growing on me here. All right, he says he p- possesses an ideal balance of charm, wit, athleticism, and grit. This is why he can. He thinks he can win um, between his job and also. Um, he mentions his, you know, obviously the high stakes, but also his knowledge and that he says he's not a jock or golden boy. And he mentions, you know, the three classic jock and golden boys, Joey, amazing Malcolm and Ozzy, of course, because they're always targets. So I guess he's kind of trying to be a little bit uh, kind of an underhanded version of that. He really is like packing his survivor knowledge into this little blurb here. Um, So I'm impressed, I must say. Um, Maybe he is kind of like a hardcore fan, and um, I underestimated him just based on the beginning. But again, I'm getting very heavy Spencer Bloodsoe vibes. Um, So I think it's entirely possible that he gets into an alliance and makes a deep run. Um, So I'm going to give my prediction, because we've spent a good amount of time on David. I'm going to say he is a mid-merge boot. I think that uh, he has the potential to win a couple immunities just based on his confidence. Obviously he's very smart. Um, It's entirely possible. He'd be very good at puzzles, very high dexterity. He's a neurosurgeon. Um, So some kind of skill challenge, you know, holding the plates up things like that, or the puzzle with your um, with blocks, stuff like that. Um, I can totally see him doing that. And I think that, There's going to come an opportunity to get rid of him. And I think um, that people are going to take it, um, even those in his alliance, just because it's modern survivor. So I'm going to say seventh or eighth place for David. That's my that's my prediction. All right, let's move on here to Deshaun. Deshaun is 26. He is a medical student. Okay. Um, and he says he's planning to tell two different stories on his survivor journey, kind of a dichotomy here. Um, so he is going to tell his competition. He's basically, he's like, I'm a 26-year-old social butterfly. He's going to represent San Bernardino. But to his fans, he's hashtag, he used the hashtag in the the interview. Interesting. Hashtag devious drad, because his name is last name is Radden, so it's Sean Radden, d um, Someone who's ready to light up his fellow players in confessional and set this game ablaze. Okay, I like that you know, we, we've kind of lost some of the snarky confessional, maybe partly because it's the age of social media and everybody wants to be friends afterward. But I do, I do miss that. I mean, there's some all-time greats that gave, they used to give some great confessionals and that was part of the entertainment of the show. So maybe, um, maybe, uh, how does it, what does he say? d maybe d can, um, can bring a little bit of that. So I'm going to go back and forth between Deshaun and d because I think that's a great nickname. Um, So bear with me. (laughs) Okay. Um, Let's see. He's from San Bernardino. He's currently living in Miami. He's a medical student. Um, His hobbies include cooking, making music, playing tennis. He says he's charming, devious, and resilient. Okay. All right. So Deshaun, so far, he's coming off very likable. Um, I'm so far, I'm a fan. Let's see. His biggest pet peeve is being told what to do. Okay. This isn't, they're really bringing out the, hey, here, look out for these people they could have some conflict the first couple of days building the shelter. Cause that's, you know, if he's not in charge of the shelter and someone's telling him how to do it, somebody who has a background in construction or something like that, he might, he might have a little bit of an issue. So we'll see. He says, uh, I'm not saying I know it all, but I'd much rather try and fail at something than go along with what someone else tells me is acceptable. Okay. All right. So that seems reasonable. I mean, it's entirely possible with the, you know, lack of sleep and the heat that it could come up in uh, shelter building or something like that. We'll see what happens with, uh, with D right here. Um, He's most proud of uh, that he's in medical school. He has a master's and bachelor's degree under his belt. And uh, he says within the next year, he'll be most proud of winning Survivor. Okay, very interesting. So winning Survivor is more impressive than medical school. Well, I I mean, if you do the odds, I guess there've been thousands of doctors, but only, you know, so many Survivor winners, less than 50. So all right. Uh, what is something we would never know from looking at you? He says he's very introspective and empathetic. See, uh, he has a very nice smile. He, he radiates a good energy just from looking at this one picture and like reading his bio. Uh, see, I would peg him for being introspective and empathetic. I think he definitely seems like a people person. Um, he's very outgoing. Um, he thinks a lot. He sometimes overthinks and overfeels Okay, for other people and sometimes um, my own situations. I consider myself an empath. And although I may not always appeal, appear to, I do feel other people's emotions. I do feel strong emotions myself. Okay. All right, so, oh, he does say he does a good job at concealing those emotions to not look vulnerable. That's interesting. Yeah, I can definitely see that translating um, and he can make strong connections with people um, to the point of, you know, he can be vulnerable when it's the right time and can really forge a bond like in steel and be really solid with one or two people and have like a a good tight group. Um, You know, we haven't seen new player Survivor in a significant amount of time. So these players have had the chance to see winners at war and they saw the seasons before and even Island of the Idols and um, Edge of Extinction where there were a lot of moving parts, almost like Cambodia. So I can definitely see some of these players kind of adopting some of these strategies. And really what you want is that tight two or three and having like an alliance of five or six just isn't maybe not going to work in this situation. I mean, we'll see what happens, especially with a shortened game. Um, so I think maybe, uh, Deshaun is on the right track here, um, for, for establishing that. So who is your hero and why his heroes are his parents. Okay. Following the trend here, they took parenting personally, challenging backgrounds. Okay. yeah, Um, you know, sounds pretty, pretty standard here that he, you know, really idolizes his parents and how they raised him, which is which is great. Again, he's following the, the same trend, which I think is awesome. All right. Which past survivor will you play the game most like? Okay. Okay. His game will be unprecedented. Interesting. So 800 survivor players and D-Rad says, I'm unique. Well, we'll see. <laughs> no, I, I believe him. I think that he might bring a different element that maybe we haven't seen before. He says if he had to pick um, he would go with Seri socially and mentally with a sprinkle of Wendell for pulling out competition wins in the clutch wool. Uh, I hate to break it to you, Deshaun, but uh, just make sure that you call Jeff Probst over to your station when you finish your challenge. That's, that's, that's the key. That's where you can um, set an unprecedented in, in being over Wendell. <laughs> okay. Uh, he said he'd be serene Wendell's love child. Okay, that's interesting. That, that would be an interesting world, wouldn't it? All right, why do you believe you can win Survivor? Uh, combination of social, mental, and physical skills. Okay, pretty boilerplate. I studied the game of survival like I would study for a medical school test. Okay, so this this makes me seem like make me feel like maybe he only watched a few seasons um, and he's very recent convert, a very recent fan, or only watched once he found out he was going to be on the show or in finals. Um, so we'll see what happens. He seems he seems like kind of a recruit to me. He's from California and he's in Miami now. That's kind of recruit territory. Um, so that's my guess. Um, but I think that definitely with his social skills, he can pick up pretty quick. All right, so where do I put Deshaun? I see Deshaun going deep too. Um, I think that he's going to have a core group of people um, around him, maybe from his original tribe, maybe from the second tribe after the swap, um, and I think that he can ride out the wave because just based on what I'm reading, he's going to be inoffensive enough that nobody's going to want to target him during all those crazy swaps unless he gets really screwed and it's like a four to one um, and they lose the challenge but I see him as top five, top six. Um, I don't know if I would put him in final tribal just yet, but I do think that it's a possibility. So when I circle around, um, he's, he's on my docket for someone who could, uh, who could really make it. So Drad, way to go, bud. Great, great first impression. All right, moving on to Eric Abraham. Okay, he is a 51-year-old Cybersecurity analyst. Okay. And former college professor. Okay. So he says he's going to take it slow and push for tribe strength in the pre-merge. Okay. Interesting. Very kind of millennials versus Gen X, um, Gen X side mentality. And that combination should uh, make the 51 year old coming back to Texas million dollars richer. Well, actually it's only about 600 after Obama takes it, you yeah. know, Okay. Sorry, Eric. Um, All right. So he is currently uh, living in San Antonio, but he's originally from Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Hobbies, basketball, golfing, reading. Okay. And three words to describe you, open-minded, optimistic, and confident. Okay. Yeah. I can definitely see that. Um, He gives a, uh, you know, kind of a a dad vibe if you will i'm not sure if he's a father i guess we'll find out uh but he definitely you know comes off that way just from his picture and the brief blurb that i've had so far pet peeves people who have characteristics of being slothful condescending and sycophantic sycophantic that is your word for the day um, that's uh, that's very interesting using, uh, yeah, he clearly has that college professor vocabulary, so we'll see how that comes into play. Um, so he very much uh, might not like the more devious side of survivor and might want to stick with a group of people to the end. So I can see Eric kind of um, doing that. What is the accomplishment you're most proud of? My daughter, is she's the next generation in our family? Okay, so he is a dad. He loves scuba diving. Uh, and in examining the surface of the moon, stars or passing comets with his very own telescope. Yes, he's, he's very much uh, giving a, a super dad vibe. I, I like it. So far, Eric, uh, checking all the dad boxes, I like it. All right, who's your hero? He says his hero is his grandfather, a man that didn't have to say a word to speak volumes. Okay, I've watched him walk into a room and respect was given to him before he uttered a word, showered his grandchildren with affection and love that can only be given from the heart. He says he had a lot of lessons shared from him that were instrumental in his development and made him the man he is today. Okay. Interesting. All right. I really like that answer. It kind of deviates from the norm, um, but also kind of shows who Eric is aspiring to be. So I like that. Which pass survivor will you play the game most like? A hybrid playing style of Richard Hatch and Wendell Holland with a touch of Boston Rob. Now that sounds like a recipe for success, but all of those players have their own faults. (laughs) So hopefully Eric can find the right combination of those so that he can pull out a win here. Um, yeah, I, I, definitely see, um, where he's going with that. He doesn't really elaborate. It's just, just mentions those three, but, um, Hey, uh, that's, you know, some deeper cuts. So Uh, Maybe Eric is uh, a fan. Uh, It seems like there are some more knowledgeable people this year. Oftentimes they'll just bring up someone from the last season or the last two, but I guess, you know, in quarantine, they might've had more time um, just because they were so it's possible that with the filming schedule because they were quarantined for longer that they had a couple of weeks. Maybe they gave them some seasons to watch or something. I'm not too sure. And then of course, you know, they do this, this interview when they, or right before they hit the beach. Uh, I don't know the exact timeline, but that's what it sounds like. It could be because some of them are, you know, pulling out some references that are maybe not too common. So um, that sounds good. All right. So Eric, why do you believe you can win survivor? He says he was taught to dream big and shoot higher than he knows he can do. Um, Don't bother to be better than your contemporaries or predecessors. Try to be better than yourself. Okay. Game is not his motivation. It's his tool to show himself that he can be the sole survivor. Okay. I like that. That really matches with his um, kind of motif so far um, that it, it just wraps it up and kind of shows, Hey, I want to be kind of uh, my own person, almost a uh, little little touch of, uh, of d-rad there um, with him trying to be unprecedented. He doesn't want to be better than the the other people who have played. He wants to be better than himself. He wants to play the best game of Survivor that he, Eric Abraham, can play. And I really like that. So I, I like that answer. Okay, moving on to our first woman, just alphabetically. It's how it worked out. Uh, her name is Erica. Uh, Kasupanon, I think, or Kasupanan. Uh, I'm not too sure. Um, she is a communications manager who cannot communicate huh, enough how excited she is to play Survivor. She says she stands at five foot nothing, she's 32. Uh, she's Canadian. Okay, another Canadian on the show. I'm glad that we're getting more Canadians. Definitely, um, definitely bring another element. Um, Tom Laidlaw, I actually really liked him. Uh, I've was kind of sad he went early, but um, another Canadian. So that's good. Uh, she wants to figure out what everyone wants, then exploit it. Okay. Area cutthroat kind of answer there. Um, so Erica is from Niagara Falls and she now lives in Toronto. Her hobbies are traveling, boxing, and fitness and following pop culture. Another non-hobby. What are we at? Three now. Uh, three words to describe you. Fun, fearless, and empath- empathetic. Sorry about that. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so far, nothing too striking except for that one part about figure out what they want and then exploit it. But I mean, that could be pretty cookie. Okay. That peeves ignorance, of course. Um, but then men in ill-fitting jeans. Erica, I'm sorry. Uh, I've had the same pair of jeans for years. They definitely have not always fit. So uh, I don't know if we would get along. Sorry. I mean, you seem nice. You seem like you could be great at Survivor, but I don't know if you'd like me too much, so sorry. Don't don't listen to this. It might stress you out. What is the accomplishment that she's most proud of? Um, she says she loves her whole life, so it's hard to pick. Um, she wanted to pay off her student loans by 30 and did it at 27. Okay. And she actually, she left her job becoming before coming to play the game. She's proud of the career she built. Um, she's proud that she used Brave and walked away. Okay. Uh, I like that better than student loans. Well, I mean, if... Your biggest accomplishment is paying off your student what does that say about our country not to get too political but geez student loans are crazy all right (laughs) okay but i do like the answer about you know she was brave and she said hey like i walked away from my job to come out and play this game that's how bad i wanted to play so it sounds like she wants it bad um and it sounds like she might play really hard so i like that i like the people who are willing to take risks what is something you never know by looking at you they're often surprised by how smart and articulate she is she's quite smart and figures things out quickly she's quick-witted and those who get it are pleasantly surprised those who don't have no clue what they're missing and they don't believe you're she's five foot tall because her vibes make her seem like five three okay so maybe she's uh she's loud maybe she's very outgoing um and that's what, what made her say that uh, but also people are surprised that she's smart so maybe she's very social, kind of an outgoing, like a social butterfly type. Um, so that's that's kind of what I'm getting from that answer. Her hero is her grandma. Um, she lived with her family growing up, and she even has a tattoo inspired by her. Okay, um, she was strong-willed, chic, sweet, yet opinionated and caring. Okay, she had her back. Got it. Okay, I like that. Um, I like that answer. You know, very um, kind of shows what Erica again is aspiring to be, kind of like Eric. Um, so that's, that's good. I, I really like that answer. Which past survivor do play the game most like? She says, Brenda on the outside and Todd underneath. Well, I hate to tell you this, Erica, but being Brenda on the outside might get you targeted. I hope not. Cause you seem like you're, you're a fun player, but, uh, that's, I hate to tell you, that. um, with Todd underneath. Okay. That's the third time that Todd's been mentioned. I think maybe, uh, they were given China to watch, uh, cause I don't think, I mean, he only, you know, he only played once. I didn't know this many people. I guess uh, China was on their uh, on their Blu-rays when they uh, when they were in the hotel or quarantining, whatever it was. So that's what it seems like to me. Um, oh, she says, is her all-time favorite player." Okay, maybe not. Uh, just a trend I'm noticing. So maybe not in her case. But Brenda is physically strong, socially aware, and not afraid to show her teeth. Okay. All right. So another person who's trying to be like a combo okay interesting i can i can definitely see that um you know todd with the height and brenda with the um the athletic ability yeah, i'm just kidding um okay she believes she can win survivor because she's been manipulative since before she knew what manipulation was Ooh, interesting so it's in her nature she relentlessly pursues her dreams and the great thing is no one would expect it because of her youthful face and small stature she can make it to the end, and she's confident in her ability to advocate for herself if I don't tribal. Okay, all right. So far, I think Erica has a lot of potential. I think she's going to be a really fun player, regardless of where she ends up. I do think, depending on where she goes, tribe-wise and swap-wise. Again, it's so hard to predict, um, just because of how many swaps there are. I think that I'm going to I'm going to give two. I'm going to cop out here. I'm going to give two options. I think she makes a very deep run. And she goes either to top five um, or she goes out just before jury. Like I can, I can just see on her face, the look on her face when she gets voted out, Jeff reads that final vote right before jury. And um, unfortunately, you know, her dream is over, but I think she's going to play really hard. I think maybe she gets kind of like a Michaela Bradshaw early game potentially, and just ends up on the wrong side. Um, And she shows her cards maybe a little too quickly just because of how outgoing she is. Um, But I guess we'll see. Um, So again, it's either a deep run. I don't see her going early merge because I think she's going to kind of blend into the crowd, especially when it's 12 or 13. Not only with her height, but also just I feel like she is probably easy to get along with and very fun. Um, So I definitely think that um, that that's a possibility there. All right, next we have Evie. Jigoda. Um Evie is a PhD student, um, says she is well studied in both the evolutions of humans and survivor strategy, oh, the evolution of strategy. Where have I heard that phrase before? Sounds like maybe she could be a super fan. She says she's, although standing small, the 28 year old hopes her quirky fashion and friendly demeanor will make her a big ally in people's minds. And through her connections with a hint of underestimation, she hopes to become the first queer woman to win Survivor. Okay. All right, that's a a great goal, Evie, I like it. All right, Uh, she says her hometown is Westchester, New York. Her current residence is in Arlington, Mass, hey, Massachusetts. Um, Her occupation is a PhD student, right? Um, She enjoys cooking, biking, and being in nature, as well as hiking, camping, and swimming in ponds. I guess, did she give two answers? That's a little confusing, but okay. Or being in nature is hiking, camping, and swimming in ponds, okay, all right. Three words to describe her, extroverted, enthusiastic, and smart, okay? Pet peeves, men. Not all men, but I cannot stand machismo and mansplainers. Me either, Evie. Anything like that drives me insane. Uh, She says she deals with a lot of know-it-all male energy in grad school, and it's a lot. Uh, When she dated men, she once broke up with a guy because they were on a trip to Budapest, and he kept pronouncing Budapest to prove how smart and worldly he was, and it was the biggest turnoff. She broke up with him 30 minutes after they got back from the trip. Okay, well, I mean that she's smart enough to wait. <laughs> I mean it might have been really awkward uh, if they had done that before before the end of the trip. But yeah, that's a good story. That's a, I like that. Um, that's like it's like vibes. Just the the corrected pronunciation and the mansplaining. Okay, very interesting. I like that, Evie. All right. Um, so I don't know. She might have some trouble, especially if there's someone like uh, like a little bit older of a man who maybe is more old school, doesn't really uh, vibe with her. But I could also see her like making a really deep connection with someone like that. Um, someone like maybe Eric um, or Brad even um, just kind of a like a connection with someone who's a little bit older and, um, you know, they have kind of a mutual respect thing. I can see her partnering up with someone like that because nobody would ever expect it. So that could be interesting. I could also see her butting heads with the same type of um, person. So I guess we'll see what happens. But yeah, that's a, that's a great story. Uh, I like her personality already. She seems like she's going to be a lot of fun. Accomplishment she's most proud of. She was featured in an episode of a podcast um, called Radio Lab. Okay. I haven't heard of that particular one. Um, she says, normally scientists try to keep things clinical and sterile, but that's not her attitude, I guess. Okay, so they talked about Neanderthals. Okay, so it sounds like maybe like a scientific kind of podcast. Um, we all seem to imagine Neanderthals as males when there were females as well. Um, and the reporter said, maybe we should be imagining myself meeting a female Neanderthal at a bar. And she said, that's my kind of story. Okay, uh, Evie seems like, is she is she sure she's a PhD student? It sounds like she's a stand-up comic, uh, like an observational insult comic. And she's, she's, you know, cracking me up over here. What is something we'd never know from looking at you? People are normally shocked that I passed this straight for 23 years. She gives off the vibe of someone super confident in my queerness, which I am now, which she is now. Um, But it wasn't always that way. She said she likes to be loud and proud and that it's okay to take longer to know yourself because I guess from her story, it took her a long time um, until she was well into adulthood. Um, People are surprised when she says she's 5'2". Um, People are always surprised that I'm short. I have a big personality. It takes up more than 62 inches of space. Okay. So that's very similar to the answer Erica gave that, you know, because of her big personality kind of pushes beyond, um, beyond what her stature is physically. Who's your hero? Your hero is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Okay, so the congresswoman from New York. Um, This is the first person to not name a family member. So that's interesting. Um, She says she's a badass woman and withstands a lot of hate, sexism, racism, ageism, and somehow never gives up or gives in. Okay, so maybe we're getting a little insight as to what Evie kind of wants to play like or or is. Um, She admires the way that she stands up for regular people and against huge opposition from powerful forces with her voice, passion, and beliefs. She cried when she watched her speech after a Republican congresswoman, congressman, excuse me, called, I misread that, called her a bitch. Okay. She stood there in Congress, poison dignified, and channeling fiery passion against abusive men and for women everywhere who have to deal with that. And having daughters is not what makes someone a decent man. Treating people with dignity and respect is what makes a decent man. Okay, so she clearly is very, you know, very much looks up to Uh, the Congresswoman from New York, um, and maybe it's kind of trying to emulate some of that behavior in terms of standing up for herself, um, which kind of comes out in her bio. So I I really like, um, I really like that very, you know, uh, straight up honesty from Evie. Really appreciate that. Which survivor would you play the game most? Like, okay, (laughs) the China comes up again. They have to have gotten the DVD for China in their quarantine. There's no way I mean she gives like specific details about the season. Okay, so Todd at the beginning of China put Aaron as the leader of his tribe, but knew he could control him. Okay, so she's comparing herself to Todd and then Natalie. It's the second time Natalie's brought up, maybe San Juan del Sur was on the docket as well. I guess we'll we'll follow that trend because we got four Chinas and two San Juan del Sur. Jeremy's number two, and then she got he got cut. She ultimately pretended to let John be in charge. Okay, she struck at the right time, was able to get a better win. Okay, so she's a combo of Todd and Natalie okay interesting yeah I mean that's those are a couple of good very good players to look up to I would say Um, very strong games um, and their respective winning seasons for both of them so okay she wants to be agreeable um, but not like she's playing with intense strategy um, and be right next to the front man okay so she wants to be kind of like the backseat driver and be able to grab it when maybe her target gets eliminated interesting but it Could blow up if you're too in love with the front man a la Steven or any non Kim players from One World, okay? Very good, all right. Yeah, she clearly has a decent survivor knowledge. Um, I don't think it's just that they showed them the seasons, I mean, some of them maybe just to refresh, maybe they showed China and it's just fresh in their minds, and that's why it comes up. But it does seem like many of these um players have seen a good amount of the show, which is good. Why does she think she can win survivor? Right combination of skills, smart and strategic, pretty standard. But she's also silly and goofy and phys- physically small. Maybe people will underestimate her and she's not a big challenge threat. Um, she says she has an infectious smile and she can make great bonds with people. She's very open and vulnerable. Okay. Yeah, a lot of empathy coming out here. Okay, I like Evie. Um, I think she has a lot of potential, um, not only to be a fun character, but also um, you know a good player. And as well as it sounds like she really wants to be a big advocate of not only women, but queer women specifically in this game. Um, like she mentioned, you know, her inspiration is Alexandria. Uh, that's definitely wrong. El- yeah, it is Alexandria, Ocasio Cortez. Okay. Um, so yeah, Evie has a lot of potential. My prediction for her is uh, mid-merge. So I would say just off the cuff, Spend a lot of time on her. Uh, Maybe eighth or ninth place. I don't see her going early. I think she's going to charm a lot of people. um, And I think she's going to make a decent run. um, But ultimately, she's going to be a big social threat. I think it's going to be obvious just based on her personality so far. I think people are going to get a kick out of her. I think they're going to laugh at her jokes. um, But I think that that's going to be threatening to people and maybe there's someone who's a challenge threat who wins immunity and she's kind of the secondary threat, especially if it's her ally, like she mentioned, that's what her strategy is going to be. Um, and I could see that she gets cut because her ally wins immunity and it's time to separate a duo. Um, so I can definitely see that, that happening. All right, moving on to Jeannie. Jeannie Chen, is a, she is a grocery clerk, okay? Um, she has a lifetime of customer service under her belt. Uh, and she feels that her opposition will be instantly charmed by her. Uh, She's ready to embrace the experience fully through the good, bad, and the stingray attacks. Okay, interesting. She's anticipating stingray attacks. I guess we'll see if uh, any of that happens with Jeannie. So she is originally from Los Angeles, and she's currently living in Portland. Uh, She says her hobbies are cooking, video games, uh, thrift store, and antique shopping. Interesting. That's an interesting combination for a forty-six-year-old grocery clerk. Not what I would have expected right away. Uh, definitely kind of throwing me for a loop here. I can't get a read on her right away. Uh, three words to describe you: funny, kind, and sensible. Okay, that checks out. Pet peeves: people who wear masks incorrectly by not covering their nose and mouth, or who don't wear them at all. Me too, Genie. Me too. What is the accomplishment you are most proud of? Uh, I mean, if you're not, if you're not going to wear it over. Properly? Why even wear it? It's just a pain to wear it over your mouth, you know. Anyway, uh, she's very proud of the hustle award one year at basketball camp when she was fifteen. That's her. That's an accomplishment she's very proud of that sprung to mind. Okay, all right. Seems like she may be very competitive. I like that. What is something we would never know from looking at you? I was first string cellist in junior high, and I still play video games. Well, that. I would not have known because I didn't because I just mentioned that when she said that was her hobby. So yeah, I mean, Jeannie is uh, seems like a bit of an enigma here. I like it. Seems like could be fun character. Who's your hero and why her hero is her sister. She's a success story with a beautiful family, despite not having had support at an early age. Okay. So another family member this time, a sister, not so much um, parental. Um, So that's, that's a different take. Maybe your sister will be her loved one. I usually, (laughs) oftentimes when people pick their hero for, um, for that, they end up being their loved one, which uh, which is interesting. Um, they want, obviously, they want the, the their biggest inspiration to come out with them. Which past survivor will you play the game with? Uh, she says she does not believe she's playing like any other contestant before. Going to have many alliances, so I can always have the best options to further my game. That sounds like a very famous and considered top tier winner. Uh, just the word, I'll just say the word options, and I you'll. If you've seen that season, you know who I'm talking about. So I don't know, Jeannie. I don't know if that's unique. That that sounds like it's been done before. But hey, uh, maybe she'll surprise me just like she did with the hobby. So I'm, I'm rooting for Jeannie. Why do you believe you can win Survivor? She says she's very likable and sincere. So people trust her. Most very nice and so no one will suspect me to be strategic. Okay. All right. Um, That's interesting. That's very interesting. I think maybe that's a little bit of arrogance or hubris to assume that people are going to trust her. Um, nobody else has really mentioned that. So being likable doesn't necessarily mean that people will trust you. I mean, you could be walking by yourself for two minutes and people think you're looking for an idol and aren't trustworthy. So that's a pretty, that's a pretty big stretch there. Um, I do think Jeannie has a lot of potential. I feel like I've said that about everybody, but I really like this casting so far. I do think that it's entirely possible that she falls under the unfortunate trope where, uh, maybe the the non young, not saying that she's old, but she's not you know under thirty. I'm talking about over thirty year old woman who just happens to go in the first couple votes just because she's there, which is unfortunate. That's always a possibility um, with um, with people. Play- I mean, it happens with older men as well, uh, but definitely that that's a pattern. Um, whether we like it or not, uh, it does happen. Unfortunately, we get cut short. With st- I mean, look at Reem, right? <laughs> she was a top tier character, hilarious, dude. You know, and uh, we only lucked out, I guess, um, on getting more of her because she of edge. And uh, that would not have happened normally. But dude, I can't believe I'm on the edge for 37 days. You know, great character. But, um, you know, that it's not the case this season. So um, fingers crossed because Jeannie seems really interesting. I hope she sticks around. But my prediction is first three out. It's just the pattern, unfortunately. I hope not please prove me wrong. But uh, that's that's my guess. Okay, next up, we have Heather Aldridge. Heather Aldridge is a 52. Okay. Um, she's built a storied life so far, uh, a varied resume that has told her to trust her gut. She hopes to use that gut to work through the game and become the oldest female winner. And so the oldest female winner? Okay. Maybe Denise was a little bit younger than this when she what she won. Um, that's interesting. Okay. Become the oldest female winner at 52. All right. I mean, yeah, I, I think that, yeah, that's, that checks out. I'm kind of surprised. I thought there might have been someone a little bit older, but I guess not. Okay. Um, so her occup she's from Charleston, um, South Carolina. She currently lives there. She's a stay-at-home mom. Her hobbies include exploring, painting, tennis, and pickleball. Okay. That's a unique one. Uh, all those are hobbies. Well done, Heather. So far, so good. Uh, three words to describe you. Authentic, passionate, and devoted. Her pet peeves, loud cell phone talkers, people who choose not to hear the truth, and bullies. Okay. Well, the good news, Heather, I've got some good news for you. There's no cell phones on the island, so that's not going to be a problem. You're going to be all right. Although I guess there weren't any masks either, so... Uh, it doesn't, doesn't really apply for genie, but, um, people who choose not to hear the truth, that might, that might come up as a problem. Uh, she might get a little frustrated, especially if she know she has more knowledge, kind of that dramatic irony that she knows something and somebody else doesn't know. And unfortunately they're just not listening to her. Uh, maybe like she partners up with a kind of a young gun, like a golden boy type. And, um, they just, they just fail to listen. I could see, um, I could see a couple of the people we've met, maybe David, you know, if she, pairs up with David and uh, she knows, hey, you got this idol, I would play it. Um, and he just doesn't, you know, that could be a, be a very frustrating situation for Heather there. What accomplishment is she most proud of? Um, she sold her first house, which she bought originally by herself. She was able to pay off her student loans and all her personal debt. She married her husband 100% debt free. Now that is the mark of someone who grew up or <laughs> who got married a couple decades ago. Well, that was not a problem. The the debt is out of control, people. I know this is a survivor podcast, but let's recognize for a second. All right. Uh, She's still raising two, but good for for Heather. I'm proud of her. Uh, She's raising two strong, courageous and kind daughters. um, And she says she's sure who they are becoming is undoubtedly going to be my absolute best accomplishment. Oh, okay. I really like that sentiment, Heather. She clearly very much cares about her kids. Might be difficult to leave them as a stay-at-home mom or a mom in general. I mean, it's it's hard to leave your family and go on an island for a month or two. All right, what is something we would never know from looking at her? She had a very challenging upbringing. She has a passion for opossums and she cusses like a drunken sunburnt sailor. Well, I got some I got some news for you, Heather. You're gonna get sunburnt. So uh, at least half of that uh, will kind of, it'll check out, you know, it'll make sense. Uh, the, if you tell them, listen, like when I get sunburnt, or if I'm drunk, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna swear a lot. <laughs> she can be a sailor, you know, it could be a boat challenge. You never know who is her hero and why she knows many heroes. Her definition is anyone who goes against the grain and stands up for what he or she believes in the face of ridicule, embarrassment and at the risk of being ostracized or being his or her true authentic self. She strives to be one. She strives to be one, be a hero and raise two of her own. Okay, so she didn't give a specific answer. She kind of defined what a hero is to her, and I guess she knows many people that fit that that category. Um, That's an interesting answer. I haven't seen that before. Which past survivor will you play the game like? Rick Devins. Okay, he played so hard with everything he had. Even when it was getting bad, he made his time fun. I want to make my experience truly fun adventure, even if only for myself. I want to belly laugh when it's so tough. Tina is calculated, direct, but kind, agent stature, uh, and her nurturing persona played her favor and inspired her. Okay. And she wants to embody the kindness of Lisa Welchel with the savviness of Chrissy Hoffbeck. Okay. So, very much a kind of a mom squad compilation, um, if you will, but also Rick Devitt. So, okay. so, one dad, three mobs all together in one, one player. Very interesting. All right. Why does she believe she can win survivors? She's sharp and observant, like OCD observant. Does she have OCD or is she just kind of using it as an adjective? It's not clear. Um, she's surprisingly strong and has a ridiculously high threshold for pain. Okay, maybe we can see that um, weightlifting challenge come in and she could get picked and, and do well. She's resilient. She's daring, but careful. She builds strong relationships, likable and entertaining. She listens and learns. She wants to remember where everyone's from and what they love on their pizza. I don't know if she's the first person to do that, um, but that's interesting. That's kind of like one of those um, Rob Sandra lessons, you know, where they had to um, remember the name of he was Vince had to know the name of Sandra's dogs. And that's how he got the advantage. Um, that's interesting. Maybe she did watch that season. Um, she wants to know their stories, the kids pets. She might not like them all, but she wants to convince them that she does. Okay. I like that. That's a very, um, kind of a teaching time with Toby kind of uh, approach where most important thing is getting to know everybody. I mean, you do naturally, but I think like really memorizing everything and basically having like a trivia database on the people you were playing with. Um, you know, that could be very helpful, especially when it comes to the, if she makes it all the way to final tribal, I mean, she could pull some stuff out. Like, listen, I know I betrayed you, but I care about you as a person and here's why. And then, you know, your husband's name and your daughter's name and, and all that. And that can definitely strike a chord with some people. Like, listen, especially if she decides to play a little more cutthroat, like, listen, it's a game. I care about you as a person, but I had to do this for my game and to win the money for my family. So I could definitely see, you know, that approach working out for her. I could also, uh, unfortunately, just like Jeannie, she could just be, I mean, she seems like she's in good shape um, just from what her, she said her hobbies were. And also just this, like she looks, she's got some, definitely some muscle on her arms. Uh, she's got long pants. You can't really see how muscular her legs are, but she seems like she's in good shape um, and she could definitely do well in the challenge. Um, if she is like the weakest person on her tribe, I don't see that tribe losing um, just like by nature of, you know, the other five are even more athletic than she is. Um, you know, I, I don't see her going early. Uh, necessarily. It's po- it's always possible that she's just unfortunately they lose like on a puzzle or something and she's just the odd one out. Um, but I do think she has some social savvy just based on what she said. Um, I think she uh, is an early juror. I'm going to lock that in. I'm going to say that she's either right after the merge or right after that one. Um, she just seems like she could be the unfortunate fallout again uh, of someone whose ally is a big threat. I kind of like Evie, um, so I definitely see, uh, see that for Heather, but uh, she seems fun. Uh, I can't wait to see what she does out there. Okay, um, this next contestant, uh, Gyr- Gyrus, Gyru. if it's French, there's an S in the end, so uh, I apologize to, to him. Um, I'm just going to call him Jay. I don't want to mispronounce his name anymore. Um, He's a college student. Okay. He's only 20. Interesting. So very young. Um, He's a tour guide, a kindergarten teacher, and an expert in legislation and speech making. Okay, man, after my own heart there with the uh, (laughs) legislation and public speaking. All right. Uh, We'll see if those book smarts translate to street smarts or sand smarts. Yeah, Very clever survivor interns. Um, As the 20-year-old game plays a game that predates his entire existence. Oh, that is a good point. Is he the first one? I think maybe Michael or I don't think Will, because Will was, no, the show wasn't 18 years old when Will was on. Uh, It was only season 33. But yeah, he definitely is younger than the show. Um, I think Michael, maybe not. He was, what, 19? No, I don't think so. I think it was close. But this is probably the first contestant who's the show is older than them, which is very interesting. Uh, His hometown is Oklahoma City and current residence also Oklahoma City. He's a college student. His hobby is Survivor. First person to say that working with kids and pediatric nursing. That's great. It's not a hobby, but it's great. Uh, And then athletics. And he elaborates jujitsu, running and dance. Okay. He seems like he's definitely very athletic, Um, not just because he's young, um, but just because of his hobbies. And um, man, this guy's got quite the smile. Uh, He's going to charge with people. He's definitely going to get people on his side pretty quick. Just, just looking at this one picture, um, yeah, he's, he's definitely got that charm going. Uh, in fact, he says he's got uh, three words describing high energy, charming and charismatic. So it doesn't surprise me in the slightest. I think, uh, I think he's going to be good in that department. Pet peeves. I really hate bullies and I don't like loud eating. Well, rice, uh, rice and coconuts, usually not too loud from, uh, from what I hear. So you'll be all right there. Um, and he hates bullies, uh, fingers crossed. We don't get any of that this season. That's no fun. So, uh, I think his pet peeves, uh, will will clear. That'll be fine. All right. What is the accomplishment you're most proud of? I'm proud to be a two-time state track champion because it's the culmination of seven years of passion and pain, literal blood, sweat, and tears. Everyone will tell you running is hard, but running with the fastest people in state sub five minute miles. Wow. And pole vaulting is a story to like, okay, he's definitely like an athlete. Like he was an athlete, like not just like he's kind of athletic, like, uh, I don't know if he's going to be like Aussie or, you know, uh, Joe level in terms of challenge performance, but uh, he definitely uh, is giving off that vibe that he's going to be a, a threat, um, which is is good and bad. I think he's going to do really well in those tribal immunities, uh, potentially. I don't know if he has those leadership skills to kind of drive the challenge, but definitely in terms of physical performance, um, he, he certainly has it, at least from what I'm seeing here. Um, and then in terms of, uh, you know, ultimately being a challenge threat at the merge. I can see it happening, especially if he does well early. But uh, maybe he can downplay his threat level with his charm. We'll see. But it's something you'd never know. Okay, when people first meet me, they assume I'm the goofy bro who's here to make you laugh, but he's also a lot smarter than people think. And when they see my grades or hear me speaking from a crowd, he did Toastmasters. Wow when he was in sixth grade until high school so he can speak eloquently. Okay. Public speaking has never been a problem for him. All right. So definitely, um, you know, that's, that's another threat. I mean, he's just setting off multiple alarms, right? I mean, final tribal, that's a big deal. You can play uh, the greatest game ever, right? But if you can't defend your thesis at the end what's the point of it? I mean, there have been some terrible final tribal performances that have literally cost people the game before. Mm -hmm. Um, And if, if someone is there sitting next to this guy, even though they feel like they played a better game, he might be more convincing. So that's a little scary, especially when we get to the end of the game with his allies. Who's your hero and why? He volunteers at a children's hospital. Okay, I guess it's kind of a hobby. I mean, it's a great cause. No, don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, hobbies are the you know, things you do, for, I guess, if he does not for fun. You know what? I'll leave him alone. <laughs> he seems like a good guy. All right. He says the kids are his heroes. Okay. To know what they go through hurts, and yet they still have a smile on their faces. So I would he spend so much time being angry at dumb stuff like bad weather, girls, or no more milk in my fridge. Well, I mean, you have nobody to blame for the milk thing but yourself. So nobody should get angry over that. If you run out and you you weren't anticipating it, and you go and pour yourself a bowl of cereal, I mean, whose fault is that, right? (laughs) Um, No, but I think that's a really great answer. Um, He seems to be very mature for his age, at least in these answers. That's definitely coming through. Which survivor would you like to play? He'd play uh, like a culmination of some great survivor winners. Parvati Fabio. Okay. And Jeremy Collins. Interesting. He's got to be a fan. There's no way they would show them Nicaragua. He says no one ever can chart like Parv. I mean, he's right. Uh, But he says he's going to change that. That's interesting. He'd love to have Fabio's ability to be underestimated. It's definitely how Fabio won the game, which I believe is the best thing that you can be in Survivor. Lastly, um, he wants to do Jeremy's shield management into gameplay while having his own king spin on it. Okay, very interesting. I think, I think he's got he's got the chops. He seems like he could go far. Uh, he has the knowledge. Uh, I think shield management is kind of a thing. It's not just Jeremy, but um, yeah, definitely, definitely he's got it. Um, he thinks there are numerous aspects to Survivor and he'd go crazy if he had to do all of them perfectly. He says he can do everything well enough he knows he can win, which I agree with. People that say they're definitely going to win, I mean, you need a lot of luck to win. Um, he has great social awareness. He was very popular in high school, hand in every click. He you know, got along with different groups of people um, and even the teachers loved him. Go figure. Uh, now he has a great relationship with the president of his college. Interesting. He says he has the if factor that some people just have. JT, Kim Spradlin, now he has it too. All right. So I'm going to be honest. The fact that all of this is coming out of an interview definitely, definitely hammers home. Like this kid is a huge threat and he is going to hit a brick wall where even his own alliance is going to be too scared For him to, it, it, his charm, his charisma, as well as his challenge ability, he's scary. Like, so far, he is the most threatening person if I was out on that island by far. And it's not even close. Like, he is like, like, if you show up on the beach and it's all new players and one guy who's played three or four times, it doesn't even matter who it is, you know? Like this, this kid is standing out and uh, that's not a good thing. He is a, he is definitely a merge boot candidate. I think that tribes will keep him around because I think that he is going to be able to perform. Um, But he is strikingly scary Um, in a world of idols and advantages. um, The risk of him even having one. Um, And so he could potentially dodge one time when he doesn't win immunity, it's too much to keep him to like seven or eight. I think even his allies are going to recognize that, and they're going to replace him when they get to the merge. Um, I think he is merge boot material for sure. Okay, moving on to Liana Wallace. Okay, she's also 20 and a college student. Interesting. She's one of the youngest on the season. And she was the youngest of three in her household. She is a lifelong fan of Survivor, literally. Yep, same same boat as Jay there. Um, and the show has run her entire life. She hopes her secret smarts will make sure her torch doesn't get snuffed anytime soon. Okay. All right, so she is originally from Evanston, Illinois. I believe that's outside of Chicago. And her current residence is in Washington, D.C. She's a college student. She says her hobbies include dancing, running, and writing poetry. That's interesting. They're all hobbies, so good job, Liana. Um, three words to describe her adventurous, loving, and outspoken. She hates, she hates it, everyone. She hates when people chew with their mouth open. Well, I'm sorry, Liana, we wouldn't get along very well. There's there's two people from this season that I, if I ever meet them, I gonna be like nervous because you know their pet peeves perfectly describe me. What is the accomplishment she's most proud of? She's very proud of being invited to perform my spoken word for Congressman John Lewis. Wow! During a fundraiser for a fundraiser for a nonprofit organization in her community. Wow! That is a big honor. That is a very big honor. Um, so that's—I mean—I would list that as my greatest accomplishment if it were me for sure. So good for Liana. Um, you know that shows that. She, you know, cares about fundraising and, and her community, which is great. But mostly, you know, that's just a big accomplishment. She definitely pegged her biggest co- at 20. I mean, that's that's it, right? What is something you would never know from looking at you? She says that she spent a portion of her childhood in Tokyo and Singapore. Interesting. Okay. So she moved around a lot. That could be good. I mean, uh, she might be good at making first impressions, you know, joining a new group of people and jumping right in. Um, so that that could be good for her, for sure. Who is your hero and why? Her hero is Misty Copeland, the first female African-American dancer to be promoted to a principal dancer for the American Ballet Theater. I mean, as a dancer, that's probably a big inspiration. I'm not into ballet myself, but sounds like um, that's a pretty good hero for, for Liana in her world. Um, she sees her as a hero because she faced incredible odds growing up in terms of her home life, also stayed committed to her craft and her love of ballet to get where she is today staying committed mentally and emotionally to the idea that she could be a professional dancer, even though she didn't fit the archetype. She broke barriers for future Black ballet dancers who had dreams that always seemed unattainable. That is a great hero pick. I don't see her coming out and being her loved one, probably a family member, Um, but I still think that that's a great hero pick. So a lot of respect to Liana for that. I actually really like that question. I think it's very telling, more so than talking about yourself, just kind of like an insight that, uh, maybe you don't get when you ask a direct question. So, which pass survivor we play the game like? I would like to play the game most like Tony Vlacos. Okay, except not have other people know that. Got it. So, Tony 3.0. I use a player that minimizes ri- minimize. <laughs> written... I don't know about that, Liana. I don't think he minimized risk. I think he took every possible risk. He, I don't know how well you, you watch Kaga Yan, but man, that guy was doing some crazy stuff. Uh, he'd read the social scene and crunch numbers, but if he felt the game was on the line, he'd find some way to ensure his safe. Okay, whether it was finding an idol or s- slickly attempting to overhear other players' conversations. Well, that's, you know, what he's famous for, for sure. But av- avoiding risk. I don't think so. He was a very impressive player, Um, but I I like that you picked him, Leon. Uh, She really hated when Tony did that as a viewer. (laughs) I thought it was funny. Uh, His type of gameplay is one that I would try to emulate, but in a way that had authentic relationships. Um, Yeah, so Tony 3.0. He'd hope to be a hybrid between Tony and Elaine. Elaine's thought, I presume, from Island of the Idols. She'd have Tony's gameplay skills and Elaine's people skills. Interesting. So definitely a recent viewer is what I'm getting from from Liana. yeah, maybe she didn't watch Kageyan. Maybe she just knew him from uh, from Winners of War. That's that's my guess here. From what from what that answer is, so not that she's completely wrong, just that she may have not have had all the information. Why do you believe you win survivor? She thinks she can be the final survivor because too often women of color are overlooked and undervalued. And I'm assuming she means um, you know in life and in the game. I definitely agree uh, for sure. Uh, Whether that's in my business classes dominated by white men who feel entitled to the space they take up or in future workplaces, it is women of color who have nurtured and cared for others throughout history. There was ever a person who was strong enough mentally, physically, and emotionally to take on a game full of odds a woman of color, a woman like me and the women I came from would be the one to do it. I read that verbatim. I really didn't want to mince her words there because I thought that was a very well thought out answer, Um, Liana. um, I really respect that. I think, um, you know, especially someone so young, it's a very mature answer. And she clearly um, is a woman on a mission, which is great in a person, great in a survivor player. I'm excited to see what she can do on the island. I think I'm going to go out on a limb here. And this is, uh, I was planning on doing this at the end. I think Liana is a final tribal council seat holder. I think that she, depending on the position, is not necessarily going to go into fire making. I think she either wins the challenge or gets taken. And she is sitting there on final tribal council. Now, does she win? It depends on who she sits next to. But I think Liana may be the youngest person to ever sit in a final tribal council seat. I can see it happening. I think that she definitely has the maturity. She has what seems like the social skills um, to make it. And uh, I'm I'm excited to see. I hope I'm right. Okay, moving on to Nasir. Nasir is 37. um, And in his bio, while Survivor served as a seminal and staple show for many contestants. There's only one person who can say it taught them English one contestant. I'm assuming not one person. (laughs) That person would be, or contestant, survivor, castaway, would be Nasir uh, Mutalif or Mutalif, not too sure, Nasir, um, the hotel sales manager. He's Californian, by the way, of Sri Lanka. Okay, so just like um, some twins that we know from a past season, uh, eventually coming to the States to raise a family. He grew up in poverty and feeling he represents several minority groups. This year is ready to make the most of his Island opportunity, hoping he can make that final sales pitch interesting to the jury in the final three. Okay. All right. So hometown is in Sri Lanka. Current residence is in California. He is a sales manager that explains that his hobbies include cricket, traveling and cooking all hobbies. Well done. Uh, three words to describe the authentic outgoing and hardworking. Okay. Got it. So he seems like definitely, definitely an outgoing guy. Um, Pet peeves, laziness and people who don't contribute to group efforts. Again, with these men, it seems like every single man has given the answer that's, hey, I'm going to butt heads if people get lazy at the shelter. But on the same at the same time, a lot of people here seem to be very hardworking. So maybe they won't have that problem. because They all hate that. So maybe maybe it won't be a big deal, but it's possible it comes up in the season. That's why they um, they put that in the answer. But we'll see. Let's see. Uh, accomplishment he's most proud of. He achieved the American dream. He grew up in poverty, living in a mud hut with no electricity or running water for half my life. Wow. He never had a cell phone or touched a computer, excuse me, held a cell phone, never even held one or touched a computer until he was 18. He worked his way up from selling vegetables to making multi million dollar sales for his company. He taught himself English presume Jeff Probes had a little bit of, of help with that. Um, he's able to give his kids the life he didn't have growing up and fully support his family back in Sri Lanka. Wow. Real, real family man. Uh, he was able to um, help send his sister to college and support the education of his nieces and nephew. He saved enough money to buy land in Sri Lanka to build his mom a more modern, safer home. Wow. Okay. Real family man for sure. I appreciate that about Nasir. Um, something people would never know from looking People would never know that I grew up in a remote village and didn't experience modern conveniences or technology until he was grown. He didn't know how to use a real toilet or shower until he was 18 and moved overseas. Washed his clothes in the river, didn't get his driver's license or drive a car until his wife, then girlfriend, helped him get one in Dubai when he was 26. Wow, okay. So that was only 11 years ago. So definitely, um, yeah, that's that's very interesting. And now he's, you know, wanted to go, back, go to a, an island and, uh, you know, Give, give all that away for a little while again. Um, who's your hero and why? His mom is his hero. Okay, another one. He is, she has sacrificed everything for her children. When he was young and father was ill, she had to make the immensely difficult decision to leave behind three young children to go work in a foreign country as a housemaid. Wow. She suffered and was mistreated there. She did what she had to do to keep us fed. Wow. Um, wow. That's quite the story so far in this year. Um, I feel like this may definitely come up. Um, Might use it to connect with people just on a game level, but also a personal level. I feel like people are really going to kind of empathize with his story. Which survivor will you play the game? Most like, I think I'm pretty original, not too similar to anyone who's played before. I hate that answer. I'm sorry. (laughs) So many people have played this game. And even if you're a combination of people, it's really hard to say, I'm going to play it like nobody else has, because there's things that work and there's things that don't. So, you know, everybody that's seen a little bit of it and goes out there, plays like someone. Um, but we'll see. Um, he has some aspects of former players, like his jungle skills and engaging personality. But I think I'm unique will bring something new and refreshing to the game. But he doesn't elaborate. Nasir, I want to know how. How are you going to be unique? Okay. Well, I'll, I'll forgive you. That's okay. You're, you have a charming smile, so you're, you're good. Um, <laughs> what do you believe uh, you can win Survivor? He's a strong competitor, unique and engaging personality thinks his tribe wants to keep him because he can provide win challenges and keep them entertained. I will do whatever it takes to win. He says a uh, game is important to him and winning would be his greatest achievement. I have unique life experience that will help me make it to the end. Okay. I get a little bit of kind of like tie Thai train vibes here. Um, who was also, you know, a refugee and immigrated to this country when he's a little bit older and um, just from the story, at least, um, I don't know about Nasir. I think that he is the, I mean, there aren't like a lot of huge red flags in terms of threat level or, um, but I mean, he, he has that cause with his family. Um, I can see people being threatened by that in terms of jury votes. Um, just overall, I'm not too enthused about his chances. I like him. I think he could be interesting, but I don't think that he's going to go very far. Uh, I think he's going to be pre-merged. Um, I think that it's possible he gets in a tight twosome or threesome, um, but it doesn't work or they get swapped away. And I, I just see him going early, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, I'd really like to see him make a run. So hopefully he proves me wrong. Okay. Next we have, uh, Ricard Foyer, Foyer with an accent. Okay. Um, he says he's a, he's a flight attendant. He's ready to take off in this game. Come on, survivor. <laughs> come on. Uh, he's 31. Uh, he's lived his life outside the comfort zone, including the trials and tribulations of being deaf in one year. Okay. Uh, but through these struggles come triumph and Ricard hopes his people skills and joke repertoire. Good. will help him bring home the million dollars for his family on a show that fundamentally changed his worldview two decades ago. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I'm definitely going to call him Richard at least once. So I'm sorry, Ricard but I might not catch it when I'm reading and talking fast. Might miss it. Okay. All right. So he is from Linwood, Washington, and yeah, lives in cedro Woolley, Washington. I don't know anything about Washington, but he's from Washington. Uh, he is a flight attendant, as mentioned. His hobbies include violin running and winter guard. I'm not too sure what winter guard is. Um, is that like a... Okay, it's saying that it's a... It's a weed guard for your lawn. So, um, yeah, I'm not too sure. Oh, maybe it's like color guard. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, that's my best guess is that's like color guard. I don't think he means the lawn care product. Um, Three words to describe him. Hopeful, positive, and funny. Okay. Pet peeves. Being asked a question and the answer being ignored. The answer being ignored. Oh, so he answers someone. That's just weird wording. He answers someone and um, that person doesn't. Okay. I mean, that could might like, come up in the game. We'll see. Uh, accomplishment he is most proud of. I've always been willing to make a change, pick up and go. Makes me feel brave to know I've changed my career when unhappy. I purchased a one-way plane ticket, not knowing what to expect, just to audition, to dance around the country and succeeded. And I moved alone to new states. Okay. So definitely seems like a traveler, kind of a go with the flow kind of guy, Ricard. What is something we would never know from looking at you? He's deaf in one ear, so he focuses heavily on reading lips and is fluent in ASL. Okay. I wonder how much that's going to impact the game. Um, you know, we've had, uh, you know, fully deaf contestants before, and that's, it has impacted their game for sure in positive and negative ways, you know, their interactions with their tribe mates, their ability to perform in challenges, things like that. Um so we'll see. I'm not too sure, you know, he says one year, but I'm not too sure how good, you know, that hearing is in terms of, I guess it, it most likely it will come up um, because those things have in the past. So we'll see. His hero is his husband, Andy, who has navigated through life after many setbacks, struggles and the tragic loss of a parent in a car accident. Okay. So Andy focused on putting his physical comfort behind his and, and um, Ricard's desire for the family to grow. And he, oh, he carried our children as a transgender man cannot think of a better human. Okay. Interesting. All right. So that's, um, that's a rather unique story. I'm, um, I would be shocked if it was not unique to Survivor, uh, or I'm sorry if it's, yeah, it seems like the first time that, that kind of story has come up on Survivor in particular. Obviously it's happened in the in the real world, but interesting. Um, I don't know how much of that he's going to share with his tribe mates, um, but he seems like an outgoing guy. So maybe that will come up and that will be, you know, part of his story and people will connect with him. Um, which past Survivor will you play the game? most like, Aubrey Bracco, but win. Oh, I'm sure Jeff loved that answer. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, he doesn't really elaborate, but... Um, That's interesting because he kind of seems like the opposite of Aubrey, like very outgoing, maybe not as strategic, maybe a lot more social. So I'm kind of surprised. Um, I am surprised that he said Aubrey. So, I mean, maybe he has like more dimensions to him that aren't coming out in this interview, but uh, I suppose we'll see. All right. Um, Why does he believe he can win? Ability to show kindness, also not take attacks and situations seriously. Feels like many players downfall. I agree may uh, succumb to emotions and get voted out. I have awareness of my being while also being very observant of others and loyal, but not to a fault. Okay, that's important. Being loyal, but not to a fault. Knowing when to kind of jump ship, but also not doing it too soon. Um, I guess that's uh, that's a good quality. Uh, Ricard strikes me as that he might get bored and just do something crazy. Um, <laughs> you know, someone who's spontaneous and very outgoing. Um I think that he's going to be uh, mid merge, maybe eighth or ninth. Um, I think he's going to have some decent allies, but he seems like he may end up on the wrong side of the numbers and just unfortunately get the boot at that point. I don't think he's going to go pre merge. I think he's going to charm a lot of people. I think he's going to definitely make it at least that far. So. Alrighty. Now we have Sarah Wilson. Okay. She's an MIT grad currently living in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, She's ready to see if her book smarts can translate to survivor smarts. She says she's inspired by the women who came before her and she's looking to keep her pedigree hidden while seeking out unexpected allies. So maybe she's not going to say she graduated from MIT. Um, And that combination will hopefully make the former long distance swimmer go the distance. Did Aubrey, I think, well, I know Aubrey um, is from Boston or lives in Boston. I think, did she go to MIT? Or I think it, maybe I'm thinking of Liz Markham that went to MIT. I'm not 100% sure, but definitely someone on that brains tribe, and uh, co-wronged did. So uh, uh, sorry, sorry for my lack of knowledge. Uh, Let's see. She's 24. She's originally from Sherman Oaks, California. Okay. She's a healthcare consultant. Her hobbies include poker. Oh boy. uh, Aerial silks and trapeze uh, cooking and baking. Okay. Three words to describe you astute, resilient, and witty. Okay. Pet peeves, loud chewing and chewing with an open mouth. Well, um, Sarah... If I ever uh, I'm out in Boston and I run into you, I'm gonna run away, uh, especially if I'm eating because uh, I, don't wanna, I don't wanna rub you the wrong way there. Uh, <laughs> uncleanliness, wow, everybody hates loud chewing uh, Really crude humor. Okay. Well, there's two, sorry. I just, I just, I literally just did that. <laughs> Manners go a long way, okay. All right, Sarah. Um, what is the accomplishment she's most proud of? She got a summer internship at a company her junior year of college and he'd been tr- she'd been dreaming of working there for years. Um, She's presented with an engineering problem. That they had three full-time senior engineers working on. Um, none of them could figure it out. She was there for 12 weeks and figured out the solution to the problem in eight weeks after having been told that they did not expect me to be able to figure it out. Wow, that is quite the accomplishment. Very, uh, very goodwill hunting there. How you like them apples, Boston? Yeah, no. Um, I'm so proud of the moment because not only did I prove everyone wrong, I also made a direct impact on the lung cancer diagnostic device the project was for. Wow. Wow, very important project. She lost her grandfather to lung cancer, so I'm proud of myself for making a difference in this field. I'm sure, that played a big part in why she chose that field and that internship. Wow, good for Sarah. That's quite the accomplishment. What is something we'd never know from looking at you? Um, she's many layers. She comes up as very sweet, but she's tough and has a fighting spirit. She's a force to be reckoned with, and I feel bad for the people who underestimate me. Wow, she seems like a real badass. Um, no one who looks at me realize how smart I am just by seeing me. She's young, been through some tough things in my life, and I've learned to bounce back from adversity. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Um, she seems, you know, she's she's clearly young. She's in good shape. She's very attractive. Um, it's entirely possible that people will think that she's kind of like that quiet, especially if she keeps the MIT and the engineering thing under wraps. Uh, maybe she says she's like a kindergarten teacher or something. Um, and it's, it's very possible that that sweet personality will make people underestimate her. So I can definitely see, I think that's a solid answer. Who's her hero. It's her grandmother. She passed away in April, 2020 from COVID. Very sorry to hear that. Um, she fought alone all the way to the end. She did not have an easy life at all. She fought for everything that was hers and never gave up. She also treated everyone with so much love and kindness, never expected anything back from anyone. Her ability to bounce back from hit after hit that life threw at her. It's very inspiring to Sarah and she wants to do something like that with her life. um, And it would be something to be proud of. Wow, okay, that's another very insightful answer. Which past survivor you play the game most like? Kim Spradlin. Okay, this is the least surprising thing I've read today. Just based on the rest of her bio. She took the time to get to know the other people which made her more personable. She used this to her advantage because she knew exactly how to get into their heads. She made people feel like they were the ones making the moves diverting the target from her back. Wow, okay. I mean, Sarah, you're checking all the boxes so far. I'm a great candidate to to take it all. So we'll see. Um, Why does she believe she can win Survivor? She doesn't think there's been someone on the show with the same physicality, intelligence, and social awareness that I have. So she's saying she's a triple threat. She loves talking to and bonding with people in order to win Survivor. You have to know how to connect with people on a human level. That's true. She's very good at reading a room and knows when someone is lying to her. She also has the physical strength and fighting spirit that I know will push me to never give up and always give everything she has. She's tough, mentally and physically, she can thrive. She's not going to tell anyone she went to MIT. Okay, so that's what I thought. And uh, she thinks she'll be underestimated, which she'll use to her advantage. With her ability to connect with people, brains and physical strength, she could definitely be the final survivor. Okay, Sarah's answers are so perfect that I have no choice but to say that she is a top four. It's possible she loses into the fire making, but I think that she can go at least that far. I think if she sits in front of the jury with this story and she breaks out the big guns with, I went to MIT, you have no idea who I am. Like I manipulated everybody. I think she can take it all. But at the same time, her answers are so perfect that it's possible that she has some kind of hubris and arrogance behind her that people are going to pick up on. And I hope that's not the case because this could be the next Kim Spradlin. And we have had, spoiler alert, it's been a while since we had a female winner, people. Okay, it would be good to have an absolute badass female winner representing this season, this reboot. I think that would be awesome. I think it can be her. I hope she can keep that um, you know confidence to uh, to keep it as confidence and not as arrogance. So we'll see. I'm very excited about Sarah. Definitely a candidate to win. All right. Chantel Smith. She's a pastor. Okay. She's hopeful she'll be preaching to the choir. Come on. By the time final try, that's not even the, that idiom doesn't even fit the situation, guys. Come on. Um, survivors played a huge part in the 34-year-old's life. You even calling host Jeff Probst, a parenting voice, among a tumultuous childhood. Okay, very interesting. So clearly a, a longtime fan. She's 34. She was pretty young when the show started. So she hopes her friendliness, ability to read people, and a few idol hunts, first person mentioned that here and there, make her the season 41 layer. Um, I think David said something about Russell Hans, but I don't even know if he specifically mentioned the idol. So she, I think, is the first one. Okay. So she's Canadian as well, hometown from Toronto. She's currently in Washington, D.C., occupation pastor. Hobbies, running, improv, acting, comedy, and dancing. Five hobbies. She, she wins right there. She's the winner. No, I'm just kidding. Um, three words to describe her. Passionate, authentic, and resilient. Okay. Pet peeves, bad breath, secondhand embarrassment, and slow talkers. Me too. I can't even, I can't watch like cringe stuff. It's, it bugs me. And the slow talkers thing, I'm, I'm from Boston, forget about it. Uh, what is the achievement you're most proud of? Um, she's most proud of doing the hard work and therapy and confronting her demons, okay? Working through the pain and the feelings of injustice and then be willing to cultivate a relationship with those who let me down when I was little. Wow, okay. So it sounds like she's done a lot of working on herself. Um, yeah, that could definitely be something valuable to be able to uh, to take into a social game like this. What is something we would never know from looking at you? I was in a gang. Okay. That is interesting. All right. I definitely can see that coming up with her tribe mates. Um, and I don't think just, just from looking at her picture, I mean, there's nothing super striking that would make me think that about her. So um, yeah, definitely a solid answer. Um, I, I'm sure that will come up. All right. Who's her hero? Hero's her mom. She's our her fight her demons until her dying breath. She experienced so much pain. Her childhood was very dark. Um, extremely hardworking Italian woman. Okay. Make sure they... Okay. Yeah. Very deep um, answer here. She also says, also Xena warrior princess. Um, okay. Young, strong, assertive woman. Okay. So kind of a, a dual answer there, both um, very heartfelt and um, you know, very, uh, a little bit funny, but also Insightful at the same time. a Warrior Princess, interesting. She's kind of dating herself there. If the age wasn't on there, it would be pretty clear she's in her uh early to mid 30s. Which past survivor will you play the game most like? Uh probably going to play the game like Kim strategically and relationally like Ty when it comes to idols, but I got some parv in me too. Okay, that's an interesting combination. Um, hopefully she can be more decisive with her idols um sorry ty but uh yeah um i think that's a good answer that's a good combo one of the better ones i've seen why do you believe you can win survivor do you think she has what it takes to win living on the streets, strong work ethic practicing excellence in all that i do okay and put out of the world having a high threshold for pain and suffering endurance perseverance knowing that nothing comes easily but everything must be earned and worked for rigorous self-examination, zero entitlement, trusting that self-discipline and self-love, believing in others and making them feel capable of accomplishing anything, my interpersonal skills, my wit and my grit, my reverence for God <laughs> in others, my heart to serve, and an attitude of gratefulness and celebration for the small wins, I'll make him believe that I will be the final swerve. That was one sentence. That was they could have uh, broken it up for the reader here, uh, <laughs> even if that was one thought of hers. But yeah, overall, that you know, there's a lot in there. She she really packed it all in. Uh, she clearly has a good idea of how she wants to play and how she wants to act, um, and I think that that could serve her well. I do think, again, she's someone who it's really hard to say for sure, so I'm going to cop out again. I think she could potentially be pre-merge, but I think most likely she is like a seventh to fifth type player. Like She doesn't quite get to that final fire-making round um, or final tribal, but I think if she finds the right people, she can definitely go deep. She seems to have some serious social skills, and based on her pet peeves and things like that, I don't think it's um, very obvious that she'll – Um, rub people the wrong way or anything, so I'm definitely excited to see what she can do as well. All right, next we have uh Sydney Siegel or Seagal. Um, it says she idolizes Rocky Balboa, so I'd say to say she'll be running up the stairs to the voting booth in an epic fashion. Are Are there stairs this year, or is that just like a dumb Rocky joke? I can't tell. Um, she's 26. And she prides herself on being less of a fighter and more of a wild person. Well, that's fitting. She's wearing a cheetah print bathing suit in the picture. So wild. Uh, believing that alliances and loyalty are fleeting in survivor, can the law student, okay, make a case for herself to be the sole survivor? See, that's a decent fun. Can the law student make a case for herself? That's pretty good. Some of the other ones not so great. Come on. All right. Uh, so she's 26. Um, her hometown is Los Angeles, but she's currently living in Brooklyn. She's a law student. Hobbies include running, knitting, and crocheting, and soccer. She's confident, charismatic, and empathetic. Um, pet peeves: bodily noises. Assuming that's like burps or stomach rumbling or something. A sniffling, snoring, heavy breathing, and coughing. Oh boy, <laughs> that's—they're uh, all kind of rolled into one here. Um, and uh, you know, the shelter might be a little bit scary for Sydney here. Uh, what is the accomplishment you're most proud of? She's the Californian state champion cross country. Okay, not sure if that's high school or college. Um, what is something we would never know from looking at you? She, she speaks Spanish, Italian, Portuguese, and some French. I sure hope she speaks English uh, because uh, most of the people out there will. So, wow, four languages plus one. That's, um, that's pretty incredible. Who is your hero and why? It's her father. Uh, he's the second messiah to her, he's even-killed and rational. Dad is the perfect role model and the most positive person I've ever met, even in circumstances where it would be easy to get down. Okay. Very interesting. Another parental figure. Um, which pass survivor will you play the game most like? Natalie White. A Natalie White mention, people. I don't know if Samoa was on the docket because that's the second or third mention. Um, but she could also be a deep fan because... Um, <laughs> Generally, uh, Natalie White's not mentioned a whole lot, especially among Survivor players. She uh, said she was able to assess her place under Tribe and her alliance while consciously nursing Russ's, Russell's ego. I don't know if that was intentional because she was a nurse, but her social awareness is something I admire. Okay, very interesting answer, Sydney. I like that. Why does she believe she can win Survivor? She says that she has the essential social skills and social awareness. She's athletic, but not some six-foot-two buff dude who will be threatening. Okay. I'm not a creature of habit. and can adapt to any situation. Having watched Survivor, the benefit of hindsight, and I think I have a high Survivor IQ. I play to win. Okay. So it seems like she's definitely a fan, like a deep fan, um, with her references as well as why she can win. I don't agree with her saying she's not a threat. Um, it doesn't say what her height is here, but she looks like she's reasonably tall, maybe like 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, she's definitely attractive. She's definitely young. She's definitely fit. Um, she certainly has that... Uh, I hate when they do this, but she can definitely be the person they label Parvati 2.0. Um, Sarah, I don't get that vibe as much from, despite also being young. Um, I think that Sydney, if there's a guy who is going to do that because it happens every season, right? This person's the new Parvity and they're going to charm everyone. So we have to get rid of them. I think that Sydney is probably the best candidate for it. Although this season is a lot more diverse in terms of perspectives and people. So maybe we'll avoid that, but um, I could definitely see people being threatened by her because of that, just based on, you know, her personality. And I mean, even just this, this one photo of her, she has a very charming smile and um, she's very athletic. So I can see her being a big threat for sure. Um, With that being said, I think she gets in tight with a group of people and she makes a decent run. Again, um, early to mid merge, I think for Sydney, uh, if she doesn't have an unfortunate tribe swap, which I could also see happening. And she's just kind of a threat. So people are like, hey, let's get rid of her now. Um, so I don't see her, uh, at final tribal. I don't see her at the fire making challenge. Um, unfortunately because she seems like she's very savvy. Um, she gives kind of like a Chelsea Walker vibe where, um, she clearly is a big fan of the game, big fan of the show. Um, and unfortunately that just, uh, that just doesn't translate just because of how threatening she might be. There could be like a showman's rumbling, just like in that case, you never know. But again, I think the most likely candidate is she ends up on a swap tribe or the merge tribe and there's just like a dude's alliance and they all just get raped her, um, which would be too bad. But Hey, you know, it is what it is. All right. Just a couple more to go here. We have Tiffany Seeley. Um, she says she's not only a survivor, she's a pre-viver. Interesting. She's a New York teacher has led a life of adaptability, teaching classrooms full of inner city children or undergoing a cancer scare for the medical history book. She got engaged while watching an episode of Survivor. I want to know what episode that is. Because some, some of them are not very romantic. So I, I, I want to know, Tiffany. Tiffany, if you're listening to this, send me a message. Tell me what episode it was, because I'm, I'm curious. I want to know. Um, and she's hoping that uh, her love for the show will translate a different way. She conquers the game through relatability and situationships. Okay, that sounds kind of like voting blocks. Let's see what she has to say about that. So she's 47, hometown Forest Hills uh, in Queens, and she now lives in Plainview, New York. She's a teacher. Um, Her hobbies are running, talking to people. Tiffany, not a hobby. (laughs) Building things in the house. Okay, I guess that counts. Three words to describe you. Funny, loving, and loud in all caps. She is loud, people, loud. Pet peeves. She hates being wrong. Not a pet peeve. I also hate loud chewing with mouth open. Here we go again. Half empty water bottles in a room and people in power that abuse it. Okay, so that could definitely come up in the game. What is the accomplishment you're most proud of? She's very proud of raising her two boys to be fine young men. They're loving, open, and honest. Interesting. Interesting. I would not be surprised if we saw the older one, if they're of age, come out on a family visit. Although, you know, when at war, war, we had lots of kids, so why not? Um, what is something we would never know from looking at you? She hates brushing her teeth before bed, and she never washes her face. I wouldn't know that. I, I don't know if it's the filter on this, but her skin looks great. It does. It's very smooth. So uh, not washing her face, kind of a surprise. Who is your hero and why her grandmother is her hero? She says her mother was the only child she so gracefully lived through her untimely passing. Okay, She was blind to top it all off, yet the smartest and funniest person in the world. She always made me feel loved and she laughed with me all the time. She was literally my alarm clock every morning until she passed. Wow. Okay, it sounds like she had a very close relationship with her grandmother. Which survivor will you play the game most like? I would play competitively like Ozzy. Loyal like Colby, but not to the detriment of my own game. An endearing like Harvey. Okay, definitely, I mean, based on her picks, she seems like maybe a casual fan who maybe hasn't seen every season and like watched the old ones and got engaged and now he's kind of coming back to the show. Who knows? Um, but not definitely not deep cuts in the um, interview. I mean, Colby, come on. probably One of the most famous survivors of all time. Um, okay, but that's that's kind of a strange combo. Not too sure if that would be a winning game, but we'll see. What do you believe you can win, Survivor? She says she's patient and experienced in seeing the bigger picture. She knows how to strike when the iron is hot, so to speak. And she can read people in a minute and read their energy. Okay, so definitely getting some like empathy vibes. Um, I could definitely see there um, kind of being like a mom squad this season. There's uh, already there's three of them, um, you know, the, around the same age in terms of women um, who are moms. Um, I know when to strike with the iron is hot. Okay. Yeah. Um, I could see her being like opportunistic. Definitely. Um, I, I could see people underestimating her, uh, almost like a Chrissy situation where they don't really see her until it's too late. And then she's so ingrained that there's nowhere for her to go. Yeah. I could see her making, making a really deep run, um, maybe sixth or fifth. Um, but it's also, again, there's always that possibility, unfortunately, where just, Hey, it's the older woman. It's the easy target in the pre-merge and uh, it happens all too often. So uh, we'll see. Um, I think Tiffany could be really, really great. So we'll see what happens. And I, I gotta know what episode it was. I just gotta know. I'm curious. All right. All right. Last but not least, we have Xander Hastings. She is, he is, 21 years old, one of the first Survivor contestants born after its 2000 premiere. Okay, so we have three on this season. We've never had them before. They're they're clearly leaning into this. Okay, so Xander found self-confidence in the show. He is a University of Chicago athlete and app developer and says he went from geek to chic over the course of his childhood, really, and hopes that his athletic build will help his opposition underestimate his smarts. He's built a resume on running and he hopes to hit the ground doing just that on the starting gunfire. See, that one's Subtle, so, I like that one. Um, uh, okay, so he's 21. He's from Jacksonville, Florida, but he currently lives in Chicago. He is an app developer. Hobbies free climbing, road tripping that's a stretch, but okay. <laughs> Antique shopping and graphic design three words to describe him independent, resilient, and adventurous. Pet peeves laziness and cockiness, especially for people who like to bark orders. Okay, he definitely. Seems like he could be a bit of a free spirit. So we'll see how that meshes with maybe some of the different generation of like older men or older women. Um, accomplishment he's proud of. Nike Cross Nationals is the Super Bowl of cross country. Love that people were baffled that my high school team even qualified. The conditions on race, day were grim. Okay, bad conditions, pouring rain. Everyone was miserable. Um, he, despite predictions that they would flop, his team plays top 10. Okay, that is a good accomplishment, the Super Bowl of track. Something we'd never know about him. He loves the pursuit of knowledge and experience. He could spend hours discussing the genius of Richard Serra's commission for the NYC IRS building, or how Mandarin enables the mind to think more creatively, or the lab I just finished on rendering an image of the Crab Nebula using Doppler Shift and Kepler's Third Law, or an algorithm for my latest app's feed widget, or the golden warp of the sun is crests the horizon on a cold morning in Rocky mountain national park. He, this guy is a wild card. He's a riot. Um, he, he really just, just threw the, the sunset in at the last minute, like a surfer bro after talking about Richard Sarah Mandarin and Kepler's third law. Oh, this guy, man. Um, I don't know what to make of him. Is he Spencer or is he more down to earth? I can't tell. I can't tell. Who is your hero and why? Undoubtedly, my dad. He sacrifices everything for his family and especially for me to live out my exuberant adventures and ambitions. He served in the Navy Peace Corps and now serves as a prominent doctor in the Jacksonville community. People adore him, most of all me. Bob he lets me know he's proud of me in support. Okay, so pretty pretty standard dad answer. Um, which part survivor, which past survivor will you play the game most like? Uh, any of the Pretty Boy Challenge Feast Charmers, Jay, Joe, Devon. I think I play most like Jay, a fellow Florida boy, using physical powers, powers like superpowers to get me to the merge, and most importantly, making strong bonds, charming, and uh, secretly thinking hyper strategically. Okay, why do you believe you can win Survivor? I will be the final survivor because I'm the jack of all trades, and there's nothing in life that can stop me. I'm not happy with my situation, I change it and shape the world. Okay, form deep bonds in every social sphere. All right. He's saying that he won't get complacent or cocky at the end, which is ironic because his answers are just exuding cockiness. I'm going to, here's a hot take. Xander is the first boot of the season, people. Um, He is so out there. I don't know. I can see him just having an absolute crash and burn premiere. Like I can see him coming in and forming bonds with people quickly, but like maybe even bossing them around or butting heads with maybe some of the older tribe mates and thinking, Oh, I got my kind of like Jessica Pete. Like I got my young crew and I'll be fine. And, but one of them is thinking not on his wavelength. And he thinks, Oh, pre-merge I'll coast to the merge. I think that he is a prime first boot candidate. I think that his arrogance is going to get in the way. I think he could probably be a good challenge performer on tribes of six. Like it's not, you know what I mean? Like you could have a really weak link. And I think he's going to think it's that other person that might be like a weaker link than him in challenges, but I, I see him going. I really do. I think people are going to see right through him. I think they're going to see that he's an intellectual um, despite his, uh, you know, exterior. I don't think he can pull off the the Fabio um, kind of like, um, uh, who was it that mentioned Fabio? Was it Ricard or uh, Jairu Jay? Yeah, someone else mentioned Fabio and they were like, oh, I could use this vibe. But I don't think Xander has it just based on his answers. I think he's going he's gonna to crash and burn very early, maybe first. Um, that's my hot take. I don't see him making a run. And if he's the winner of this season, then I'm an idiot. Never listen to this podcast again. Okay. <laughs> All right. So... Oh, there's a nice uh, Jeff Probes picture here. Okay. All right. So, overall, my impressions I'm excited for this cast. It's diverse, it's unique, it's interesting. There's some really different perspectives we got. Players younger than the game. We got our first contestant from Wyoming. We got a range of ages. We only got one former celebrity. Uh, we have some several Jeff Probe's favorite candidates. Um, we will see what happens, but I'm very excited, not just for Survivor to come back, but just from reading this and seeing these first impressions. Um, I can't wait. I cannot wait. So let's get down to it. Who's going to win the season? So I got a couple candidates. I had a couple. I think D-Rad or Deshawn is definitely up there. I think Erica could make a run. I think Evie could make a run. I think Liana, like I mentioned, I think Liana's a final tribal council person. Sarah. And yeah, I mean, that's who I have. I think right now, the most likely person to win, I'm going to say it's between... Sarah and Sean, those are my picks. So those are my two winner picks. When we get further into the game, I may have to revise them because obviously I've only read this one interview from each person in one picture. Um, but those are my top two right now. Just from what I'm reading, the people that I think that have what it takes, to or D-Red and Sarah. That's what I'm locking in. I think Liana's going to final tribal. I think Ricard has a, a really good shot. Um, I think that Tiffany could go deep. Um, yeah, there's a lot of really, it's really hard to pick, but those are my two. Um, let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you all, um, before we hit premiere night. Um, so coming up on this podcast, this is the first episode. Thank you so much for listening and for tuning in. Uh, if you'd like to hear more, go ahead and subscribe. Um, but I'm just going to give a quick preview, maybe 30 seconds to a minute on what's coming up. So my next planned podcast. I'm going to have a special guest. I'm going to have a guest host. It's not just going to be me. You'll have someone else to listen to, I promise. Uh, And that will be coming up just after the premiere, either Thursday or Friday. Um, So that would be September 23rd or 24th. That's my next planned podcast. Next week, who knows? This could show up on your feed. There there could be an episode. I might do something fun. Maybe 41 related, maybe history related. We'll see. Uh, But either way, Hopefully you've enjoyed. Um, I look forward to, uh, you know, continuing to talk about Survivor 41 and beyond. And uh, thank you so much for listening. This has been Twists and Torches. My name is Cameron. Good night.